Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. During this season, we won't be having any services or events at our church building, but we are so excited to be bringing you Church at Home every weekend. To check out our online resources and learn more about Church at Home, please visit creekwoodchurch.com slash churchathome. We hope this message inspires and encourages you during this time. Enjoy. Well, you know, we have been in this series on the book of Joshua, and uh, um, the book of Joshua is about the life of Joshua. I bet you couldn't guess that, but it is about uh, the life of Joshua. And um, we are in the third weekend, and I love being able to look at the life of, uh, of this man that, that God worked in his life. And I, I, you know, during this past few months, one of the things that I've done is, is I've just read through different stories in the Bible and, and study different people. And Joshua has been one that I've studied and, and just, I just gone chapter by chapter reading my Bible and reading uh, the, the story. And it, it just so spoke to me. And so I'm, I'm excited that we've been able to do this series. And, uh, you know, I, I think about what the apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 15, verse four, he said, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures, and the encouragement they may provide, they, they provide, we might have hope. And we can have hope today. And we can have encouragement that when we look at people's lives like Joshua, and we can see how God worked in their life, that we can also say, you know what, God is at work in my life. And uh, this third weekend, we're going to be looking at the third chapter of Joshua. And our key verse is found uh, in, a, in a key moment that um, for me to just kind of set it up, let me, let me just tell you, um, if you weren't here last weekend, you know, the Israelites have spent 400 years in slavery and captivity. And now, uh, they've also spent 40 years wandering around in the desert. You think, uh, being, you know, um, the quarantine and all the stuff that's happened has been like, and it seems like forever these last few months that we have like, I'm like, all right, all right, I'm ready to get through this. These guys spent 40 years uh, wandering around in the wilderness, wondering when this was going to be over. And now they come to a huge moment that Joshua is getting ready to lead them into this new season, this new place. And uh, I, I want to just say this to you today, if you're listening and watching the, the service today, is that, you know, one of the things that I love about God is that God is never finished with us. And when we're, we become Christ followers, and it doesn't matter what we've done in our past, it doesn't matter how bad. I know some of us are like, man, you have no idea what I've done in my past. You have no idea what I did before I became a Christian. You know what? God's not interested in just saving you. God wants to change your life. God has places and he has a purpose and he has a, he, he wants to guide you and take you into a new season. And this is what he's doing in the, in, 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 in the lives of these Israelites. And he looks at Joshua and one of the things that we've talked about the last two weekends is that we talked about the first weekend, the word strong, the next weekend was courage. And uh, Joshua heard, he heard from God, he heard from Moses over and over emphatically 
that you need to be strong and you need to be courageous and where God wants to take all of us. I think it's important and you don't hear this a lot when it comes to your, your faith and, and, and changing your life is that, you know, it, it, it takes us being strong, but it also takes us being courageous. Great decisions in our life, when we have to make big decisions to actually change our life and to move into a new season, we have to be courageous. We have to be willing to trust God. And they're right on the edge of, of stepping into this. And God is guiding them. And, and we pick up in verse 1. It says, and then Joshua rose early in the morning. Joshua 3, 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Shittim. And they came to the Jordan and all the people for, of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. And if you jump down to verse 5, it says, then Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And I want to just kind of pick on, on a couple of things, but really our, our, our key verse for today is this verse five where it says, then Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And I, I want to specifically talk about this word consecrate. And we're going to get to that in just a few moments because I really... I, I want this to speak to us today. I believe that this is a word for us as a church for the moment that we're in. You know, it's very easy for us to wonder where God is and what God is doing. And, and um, I know for a lot of us, especially if you grew up in church or you've been going to church for for. For several years, the fact that you actually didn't get to walk into a building the last four, four months and actually stand in worship. And man, I love, I love doing that. I love being able to walk in into this place and being able to worship God and seek God and receiving a word and being around other Christ followers. And it was like the rug got pulled out from underneath us. And as your leader, when I, when I stood back and I was like, okay, God, what are we doing? And I started seeing this was week after week and I started seeing everything that, that was happening. It was some of the hardest decisions that I've ever had to make. But I want to say this to you that there's, there's, a, um, there's a tendency in all of us to want to just make things be the way they were. And a lot of times what happens is it's like, I know when you look back and, and um, uh, you look back years ago, maybe when you were in high school and you were like the, you know, the stud and football player or, you know, cheerleader. And you were like, man, I was so popular. And I, I like, everything was great. And you kind of like have created this imagery of everything being so perfect when you were 20 or you were 19 or you were, were 10 or 12. And, and it's very easy sometimes spiritually for us to do the same thing where we kind of want to look back and, and we kind of forget that maybe we were starting to take church for granted. Maybe the, the, the truth is, is that the reality is, is that when you look back and you think of the season maybe before the shutdown and everything happened is that church was really at the bottom of your list, that you went to church only when there was nothing else to do, that you really don't remember, you know, when you think about 
even what it was like four or five months ago that you weren't really reading your, your Bible. And I'm not, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get on to anybody, but what I'm trying to encourage you to think about is this, is that God wants to take us to new levels and new seasons. And as much as we want to think that God's not in control and that God, God is, has been thrown off by all of this, I don't believe that. I believe that God is working in our lives. And I believe that individually God is working in our lives, but I also believe that God is working in our church. And I believe that, listen to me, I, I believe that God has, I know, like I, I, I knew 16 years ago when we started Creekwood, that God called us to, to plant a church here, that God called us to reach people, and God, God, God called us to take these huge steps. And listen to me, it was the hardest thing that we've ever done, and God has done miracle after miracle through all these years. But it's required all of us to be willing to allow God to work in our lives. And God has continually worked. And I believe this new season that we're, we are stepping into. And I listen, I don't know when they're going to come up with the, 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 the cure and, or the vaccine for it. But I, I'm not going to be concerned with that. I believe we need to be safe and we, we need to, to do what... what um, uh, is, is godly when we, we respect our neighbors and if it's wearing a mask, we, we're going to wear a mask. But that doesn't keep God from being able to take us into the new level that he has for us. See, I have so sensed in my spirit and in my heart that the new season that God is wanting to take our church into, it's going to require a consecration. It's going to require all of us. And, and again, we have to kind of get our eyes off of thinking about, man, I just kind of want to go back to what the way it was. And listen, I, there, I love the way it was, but there were also a lot of things in our life that we had become complacent with. And God has taken them and he gets them to this place and he's, he's about to cross them over. And God does something so crazy. He's guiding Joshua and it says the people went and, and I don't know if you noticed this, but if you underline your Bible, it says they lodged there. In other words, they stopped. They stopped and the Bible tells us that they stayed for three days. And if you look at um, Joshua 3 verse 15, it actually tells us that um, the Jordan River where they stopped was at flood stage. It was overflowing its bank. In other words, they had to cross over the Jordan River that was at flood stage before they could enter into the next season that God wanted them to do. And what God says to them, he gives them the specific instructions. He says, I want you to go there and I want you to stop there. And they stay there for three days. Three long days, I can imagine, of them sitting there looking at the floodwaters. Three long days of looking at trees flowing fast down the river, and they're thinking, how in the world are we going to cross? And, you know, one of the things that I found out long, you know, a long, long time ago is that, that, that a lot of times that when God's 
trying to take me into a new, new, new season, a new space, a new place that God wants me to go in my life. And even as a church is that oftentimes he'll tell me to stop. And part of that is that he wants me to, to see how impossible this is. You know, when you stop, and it, I don't know about you, but it's, it's pretty hard to stop sometimes what we're doing, and we, we are just in the, the chaos of life and chaos of everything, and we live in a, in a world and a culture where everybody's busy. And having a, a moment where we can stop and have a spiritual wake-up call, and we stop and we say, you know what, um, we need to be reminded that what we're facing, we cannot do it on our own, and that we need God's power, that we need God's strength to be able to go through what we're going through. See, I, I think we need a spiritual wake-up call. And this is part of, of what was happening to Joshua and the people is that they're sitting there and they're stopping and they're, they're looking at all of this and they're realizing that, you know what, we need God. We're not going to be able to go through this without God's help. You know, I was thinking about wake-ups and um, I automatically thought about this and I don't know if you've ever done this. Hopefully you're not doing this this morning, but I don't know if you've ever dozed off in church. Anybody? Anybody ever fallen asleep in church? Like, I'm talking about a dead, dead sleep. Um, I know, listen, I, I can't see you, so I don't know if you're raising your hand or not, but I'm sure all, most of us uh, have at one time or another um, that you maybe dozed off or fallen asleep. Hopefully not one of my, during one of my exciting messages. But, um, you know, I was thinking about back when I was in college that I was working real late at night and a lot of y'all knew that I worked for Walmart and I, I some nights would go stock and one Saturday night I worked really, really late and um, then my brother and I went to church and we were sitting in the back of church on the back, back row and I was out asleep and I, uh, I don't really remember what all the pastor was talking about and, um, but we're, my brother and I are back there in the back of church and he's coming close to his to ending his message and my brother just kind of kind of hits me and I kind of come out of a daze hits me on my leg and I come out of a daze a little bit in the pastor all I remember him saying is raise your hand and um, what he was asking was raise your hand if you want to get saved and I was a uh, uh, I was saved I was preparing for ministry and I was like my brother, I raised my hand and the pastor up there got so excited. He's like, praise God, somebody, I don't know if you, some of you are like, didn't go to a church where you had to raise your hand. That's old school. Back in the day, they used to go, if anybody wants to get saved, raise your hand. Well, I raised my hand to get, I thought it was for prayer or something else, and but not for salvation. I was already saved. My brother was looking at me like, I'm going to kill you. And um uh, he kept trying, you know, to get me down to the front to pray. And um, uh, he was like, you know, I want everybody to pray. This young man will come down to the front. And I was like, I'm not going down. And finally, he said, everybody come down to the front and we're going to pray. And, and uh, I, I, I thought I was safe. I walked down there. And the minute I got down there, I had people like all around me praying for me to get saved. And my brother was like, I'm going to kill you. 
And what's funny is this church, I guess it's not funny, this church, my parents are missionaries and this church supports me, supports our family when I was a kid on the mission field. And so, but I fell asleep in church. And, you know, I think a lot of us, man, we have fallen asleep when it comes to God and God working in our life. And, you know, I I don't know what it is um, um, when you think about um, that where you're at today and, and are you willing to stop everything that you're doing? And when I say stop, maybe it's saying, you know what, uh, man, I've been binge watching Netflix and there's nothing with, wrong with watching TV, but listen to me. Uh, if, if you're just filling your mind and filling your heart with all of that stuff, it's going to affect you. If, if you're um, consumed with gaming and, and all you're watching is all the violence and uh, you're feeding your spirit all of that stuff, it's going to affect you. And being willing to stop for long enough to say, God, I just kind of, you know, I know where you're getting ready to take me. The answer is for me not to think I just got to get it all back to normal. The answer is for me to stop long enough and allow you to speak into my life. And if you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down. We wait on God and follow where he, his presence leads us. And so stopping and, and, and getting in the presence of God and being able to say, God, would you show me these areas of my life that I, that I, I, I need to address And I love this. It says, then Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. And um, number two, our consecration comes before God's blessings. And, you know, a lot of times we get we get it backwards. We think that God, you know, um, um, we're supposed to be awesome. And we forget that our job is not to try to be awesome, that, that really, that our job is just to consecrate ourselves and it's God's job to be awesome. This is why a lot of us are so stressed out, why a lot of us are, are man, the pressures of life of trying to be awesome in our life and trying to have it all together and being able to get to a place that you, you consecrate yourself and you, you, you stop and you say, God, I need the spiritual awakening, God. I want to get back. You know, God, I've been drifting in my heart. I've been drifting in my spirit. And being able to, just like he said to them in that first point that I read to you a minute ago, is to wait, to stop. And and, and, and I I love this. He said to them that that I want you to follow in verses 3 and 4. It says, giving orders to the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, the Lord your God, uh, the Le- Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from the positions and follow it. And listen to this. This is such a word for us today. It says, then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. Underline that. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 yards between you and the ark and do not go near it. And, and in, in other words, I, I love this that... Um, you know, us being able 
to be in the presence of God and being able to consecrate ourselves. And, you know, consecration is just basically separating ourselves from anything that would contaminate your relationship with God. And, you know, we, we uh, um, live in a world where people are sp spending billions of dollars on their bodies. And uh, bodies in America are big business. We spend a lot of money... Um, trying to shape our bodies, tanning ourselves, surgically changing our bodies. We're, we're doing all of this stuff to change ourselves. And um, one of the things that, that when, when you talk about consecrating yourself and being able to consecrate your body, and again, I keep coming back to this because I think over the last four months it's been very easy to get into a lot of bad habits. But these, these habits that, that a lot of us have maybe drifted into didn't just start during this season. A lot of that has been going on in our lives. And I just want to encourage you to, to make the tough decision to consecrate yourself and know that, you know what, our job is to consecrate ourselves and then let God bring the blessing. Let God work in the future. And when you look at what God wants to do at Creekwood and Man, this has always been about, about being fully devoted followers of Christ. And this is why our mission has been to, to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. The only way that we become fully devoted is that we have to consecrate ourselves. We have to, consecration is to, again, it's when you get to a place that you separate yourself from anything that would contaminate your relationship, whether it's saying, you know what, I'm going to stop watching so much TV. I'm going to stop gaming so much. And I know I've kind of hit on that, you know, the last two weekends, but, you know, you think about like, you know, students that are watching me right now, if your parents were to tell you, hey, I don't want you playing any, any video games over the next three years, it would be probably the end of the world at your house. Because you would be like, man, and, and I'm just asking you, and I love you guys, but I'm asking you to just look in your heart and say, you know, is that something that is contaminating me, that's controlling me? There's nothing wrong with video games. There's nothing wrong with a lot of that. There's nothing wrong with Netflix. But if it's consuming you and controlling your life and, and being able to stop and consecrate yourself before God. And, and um, there's so many different examples of this. Isaiah 6, 5 says, and um, he says, Isaiah said, woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. And, and scholars believe that he had a problem with cussing. And for some of you, maybe part of, of your consecration is to say, God, help me. You know what, over, as I prepare my heart, as I'm stopping before this new season that you're taking me in, because listen to me, this is going to pass. This is going to be over. And you being able to say, God, help me. Just like Isaiah says, I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. I love Psalm 68, 66, 18 is such a great example. It says, if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Now, again, you could go on and on and see that there, there's, there's this call on all of our lives to consecrate ourselves. And this is what's happening in in the life of Joshua and the Israelites, they have wandered. They have, have kind of gotten lost out there and um, they're in a big moment and they're getting ready to overcome something that is humanly impossible. And I know when you look at your life, maybe it's your marriage, maybe it's some addiction, maybe it's an issue 
uh, with your finances, whatever issues going on that you look and you say, it feels like the Jordan River is right in front of me, that I can't get through that. And I don't know if that's gonna, if we're going to be able to make it through that to be able to get into the new season that God gets, gives for us. I want to encourage you to, to wait on God and follow his presence wherever he leads you. Just like Joshua and the people of Israel, they waited on God and then they followed his presence. And then number two, you consecrate yourself. The Bible says for tomorrow, God's going to do something. You know, tomorrow, there's plenty to worry about. Your job is today to consecrate yourself. We don't know the uncertainty of tomorrow and what's going to happen, but we know that if we consecrate ourselves tomorrow, today, that tomorrow, God is going to bring about the miraculous in our lives. Thank you for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. If you've been encouraged by the ministry of Creekwood Church and would like to partner with us financially, you can give securely online at creekwoodchurch.com or on our Creekwood Church app. If you need prayer, we would love to pray with you. Please submit a prayer request online at creekwoodchurch.com slash prayer.